0: From Variety, celebrating more than 115 years covering the business of entertainment. This is the Award Circuit Podcast.
2: I was in high school and college, I went to art school, like I sucked at writing, I, I, yeah. like words and all that, like not my, scared not me, your forte. Yeah. <laughs> you know, distant and scary. So it was a long process of learning to write. I have to say, it didn't come naturally. and I still feel kind of like, I'm a what? I'm a
0: writer, really? You know? Director Mike Mills shares how writing treatments for music videos led him to realize that choosing what you shoot is writing. I'm Clayton Davis. On this episode of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast, we talk to Come On, Come On director Mike Mills about making his latest film. But first, our Award Circuit Roundtable helps kick off Oscar voting by making one more plea on what the Academy members shouldn't overlook. It's all next on this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close.
3: Well, happy Oscar voting Eve, everybody. I'm your old pal, Michael Schneider, along with Clayton Davis, another old pal. Emphasis on old whoa whoa know. whoa
0: <laughs> damn mike shows violence today hello i really
3: did i don't know even where i'm going with that Because yeah. Clayton is much younger than i am but anyway uh janelle riley
1: hello I l- thank you for uh, skipping over my age <laughs> i am a fan of old the movie though
3: indeed uh and jazz 10
1: mayhem in person
0: <laughs> exactly like we are mayhem in person
3: Jez, did you go out and finally get that tattoo? Uh, I, I yep. think the fans I think the fans of the podcast demand it. They want it. Ever since they've heard about the mayhem tattoo, it's it's all we, we could talk about.
4: I am going to what's it, Kat Von D's tattoo parlor, and I'm gonna get it done. I've got the sense all, all set.
1: I don't know. My weight fluctuates so much. I'd be afraid of like getting a tattoo on my stomach because it would start out like mayhem and then it would be like, Maven.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's very similar with my my thug life tattoo.
1: <laughs> tattoo problems. Am I right? He
0: keeps on teasing us with this. I really, I am I'm imagining Michael double life, one as a gangster with many, with sleeves and just, <laughs> like, just crazy bananas things. My,
3: my gangsta days are behind me. So, I think we have a new gosh. Halloween
1: costume for you.
3: I do. I do think so. I do think so. All right. So, uh, like, like I mentioned, uh, it's, it's voting Eve. Uh, uh, actually, by the time I think folks <laughs> right. listen to this, the voting will begin. So, Clayton, tell everyone what to do. Tell people <laughs> what to do. Uh,
0: okay. Don't vote. Just say, keep your balance to yourself. We're just going <laughs> to go through this. No. Uh, yeah, actually... I mean, listen, if, if there are Oscar voters listening to this, and we know they are, uh, make sure you fill out your ballots fully. And don't fill it all out today. Wait until... Still get some movies in. Use the weekend. That's always important. But yeah. where we where we stand is... Uh, I still see a race between Belfast and Power of the Dog. Actually, I did a prediction uh, video with uh, Janelle Riley that actually That's will be right. out today as well when we're... Uh, Recording. Oh, double dipping. Double
1: And I see it as a race between Power of the Dog and Coda at this mm. point.
0: Yeah, I think I think Coda is uh, like definitely in the the top four, like for sure. It's 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 it's. And a lot so much momentum, can so. change.
1: Yeah. We have a lot of time. Like there's seven
0: to, weeks. <laughs> <for a phase laughs> there
1: are so films. Long. There are films with big contingencies. You know, Licorice Pizza has a lot of fans. Drive My Car continues to sort of climb. Um, everyone has seen "Don't Look Up," like we we just don't know. And more Guild Awards are coming out every day to kind of show us, you know, how wrong we are.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, one thing to really note here is Licorice Pizza. I am predicting to like probably be like that Grand Budapest Hotel, Dallas Buyers Club over performer on the morning I think because because so it got into ADG, the Art Directors Guild, in the period category over yep. Power of the Dog. And Belfast, Yeah. That's substantial.
1: Well, so deserved too. I mean, it so perfectly captures the 70s. And um, obviously I, I am a fan, but uh, it's like I said before, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson doesn't just make movies. He makes events. And when his movies come out, people want to celebrate them. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Inherent Vice even got a screenplay nomination. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. The, the scribes love them.
4: Licorice Pizza, Florencia Martin getting in was a crazy nomination, but I totally see they love.
0: And, and she's not even like a huge name like in the game, no. which is which is which is what makes it so pure that I'm like, oh, I think it's happening. Yeah. Um, You mentioned that the top would drive my car. And I just like put out a piece on it. I don't know what that movie does. Like, I don't
1: it, either. I can't tell. Yeah.
0: I feel like screenplay is it to get like uh, international feature is happening. So it's going to get in there. But outside of that, like I think adapted screenplay seems like it's, it's easiest to get. Um, it won LA, New York and the national Society of film critics. The last two movies that did that were the social network and the hurt locker. Coincidentally, the last time we had a straight 10. Oh really? Yeah.
1: Well, and, and we all know, we'll say it again, that critics are not Oscar voters, True. but it doesn't hurt. For that visibility and for people to say, check this movie out, and you know, have the get get it's the It's done Fred. the work
0: there for sure. That people are like, oh, I need to watch this movie now. However, then they, I do get that added like thing after they go, wait, it's three hours, and then <laughs> it's hard to get them to yeah. make that leap. So that, that's that's what. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a mini series, Clayton. <laughs> that that's
3: that's a limited series. That's uh, that's not a film.
0: Coincidentally, if it wins, it will be the second longest international winner of all time. Do you know what the first was? Last Emperor? No. They didn't win an uh, international feature.
1: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. What? I thought you meant best uh, yeah. feature.
0: Oh, yeah. For international feature. War and Peace.
1: Odyssey's. No way. That's wow. Seven really? hours. Yeah. That, that, that was a seven hour movie. Are you serious?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs>
1: wow. Seven hours <laughs>
0: and, and, and the second longest is uh, Indochine from 92 with Catherine. Oh, Deneuve. Yeah. yeah. So it, it will be it, it will be 19 minutes longer than than that.
1: I think we kind of have a consensus of what sort of the top 10 or top 15 are going to be. Is there a movie you want to make a case for that maybe isn't, you know, an, an obvious slam dunk? I mean, I know what Clayton's is.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not, not going to mention it because I because because I'll be pleasantly surprised if it gets anything. But do you no, know what? You
4: I, have to mention it, please. I
0: mean, yes, my favorite movie of the year is Come On, Come On, and I'm going to hold on to that for, with every fiber of my being. And I realize that it's not going to get Best Picture, but if it does, then I love you, Oscar voters, for that. But the movie I think is in trouble right now is Tick, Tick, Boom.
1: Well, that's it's interesting you say trouble because I think it's. I've been pleased at how I think it's been overperforming, but I really wanted it in that top ten. And you're right; I, I don't know what's going to happen, and it could go either way. It might it might do really, really well on nominations morning.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, below the line artisan categories usually help in the race. Obviously, mm-hmm. it missed Cinema Audio Society. It missed MPSE. Yikes uh and it missed a s c not that it was no one expected it to get in for cinematographers, so we we don't know ace eddies by the time we're recording this, so like that's kind of its
1: road. Wait a second, jazz, can I guess yours, and then you guys can probably guess mine my you wanna guess mine? yes, I think Go yours ahead. is nightmare alley. yes, that is absolutely <laughs> correct. I know you guys, I love it you do
4: i Love this film so much. Do you know? Can I confess I actually haven't seen
1: the original? Please oh, don't oh. hate me. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I, honestly, I think it's
0: okay that you don't. It's like Yeah, it's not, many it's, people haven't. <laughs> and it's also like really not that good.
1: It's it was very of its time. Yeah, it that it's way. <laughs>
0: it's very pronounced <laughs> of that time.
4: It was on TCM the other day, and I was just like, oh no, I wanna stick to this Del Toro version, and I do love it. Yes, that is my plea. But I do also love House of Gucci, and if you're not following on social media, that's the other film that I want to get get into the ten. And it could do. I don't know. I mean, I on, yeah, I absolutely think could it can easily get in. So, yeah. yeah, Oscar voters, those are my two. Yeah.
0: Should we try
1: and guess Janelle's? It might surprise you.
0: Uh, Honestly, I don't know. If I was Janelle.
1: This is assuming that some of my favorites, Licorice Pizza, Coda, Don't Look Up, obviously Power of the Dog, are making the cut already, King Richard. What's the one that's kind of maybe on the Mm. bubble that I'd love to see? Lost Daughter? You did it! Oh, yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely love that movie. I think it's pretty much a perfect movie. I think it's so original, something we don't usually see. I think, obviously, it's getting in in a lot of big categories. I want it to overperform, and I want Maggie Gyllenhaal to get a directing nomination, and I want Mm. the picture to get in. Yeah.
0: I think uh, Olivia Coleman may step into a second Oscar for this. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Because
0: that category is in flux. It's definitely getting adapted screenplay.
1: You think – Overpower of the Dog?
0: No, I mean, nomina- nomination-wise.
1: Oh, oh, yes, oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah,
0: it's yes, definitely getting nominated. But I, picture, picture it could. I mean, it's just going to be a, a longer shot. But who knows? I mean, listen, it, some, someone could come help it below the line, and I guess it could get into maybe uh It got into...
4: It got into production. It got into ADG,
0: ADG which... It's contemporary, and costumes I expected to get in there when they announced tomorrow. So I guess, you know what I think is going to sneak in? Actually, you know what's really building momentum? Parallel Mothers. I hope mm. so. I think Penelope's going to get in, and yeah. I think it's going to come at the expense of someone that is going to upset the internet.
1: More and more I think she's <laughs> getting in. I mean, I th- I thought she was for a long time, and then, you know, SAG went another way, <laughs> as they say. <laughs>
0: I, I, I even I entertained writing something. I'm not going to write this, so I'll just say it here. I think there's an a version of Oscar morning that both Gaga and Stuart missed.
1: You have been saying from the start that you're not sure Gaga gets in. I, I'm I telling you. I think she's a
0: sure thing. I don't. Well, I mean,
1: nothing is a sure thing we've learned. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but
0: I, re- like, I really think she's flimsy.
1: I that, don't. I think she's like
4: a possible yeah. winner. I mean, I she think- could, yeah. No, I think Sag loves, I think the actors love her. I'm worried for Spencer because Spencer is not showing up anywhere. Kristen Stewart didn't show up. But Sag, as we know, I feel she's going to miss BAFTA. And I said this you claim when we've talked about it. But if she doesn't make BAFTA, then I can't. She's the one that's most vulnerable to me right now.
1: Well, BAFTA also, you know, it's it's Diana's home country. There could be some weirdness there. So even if she doesn't get BAFTA, I'm not too worried. But Emma,
0: Emma Corrin missed BAFTA, right? BAFTA uh, TV? Michael, this is why you're here. I think Emma Corrin missed BAFTA TV for the crown. I think it was only Olivia Coleman that got in of the women.
3: Yeah, I think I think I think Janelle hit the nail on the head in in that, you know, the the, the politics of Diana and just the royal family in general is different. Uh you know, obviously for BAFTA than it is for here. But uh I want to go back real quick to Clayton calling uh, Lady Gaga flimsy. <laughs> That's <This, laughs>
1: <laughs> fine words. Not, not, <laughs> not, this not, this is you as
3: a person. Uh, I love th- Gaga. Th- th- I was gonna say this is your uh Damon Al, whoa, what is? Yeah, oh, this yeah. is your
4: Damon Albarn. <laughs> this Albon. is your Damon <laughs> Albarn uh,
3: moment, uh, uh, calling Taylor Swift not a,
0: a songwriter. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> so- no. I, Lady Gaga, it, listen, every, I've it's written about her. It's by Clayton Davis she, on she Twitter. Is, she is incredible, and yeah, she's very talented. I just think. That she's flimsy in the race that's it
1: but but I'm just is it just a feeling because I actually respect that I mean, like... I,
0: mean I mean well one is, what I mean it is a feeling but it is based on a couple conversations and I and I there is a lot more fluidity to the race this time than there was the first time that she got in and I think there are like actively like eight or nine women and the only two I feel certain that are getting in are Olivia Coleman and Nicole Kidman
1: well, wow, Nicole think, Kidman. Mm. I think I think, Nicole, I mean, I think she I, is too. But yeah. I, I thought you would have said Olivia Coleman and yeah. well, uh, Lady Gaga, obviously. <laughs> well, well, so
3: Clayton, Clayton, I'm looking at your picks right now, and I know you you may change them by the time people listen to this. But yeah. you've got Jessica Chastain, Olivia Coleman. You got Gaga on here still, but it sounds like yeah. you're
0: kind of on the fence there. <sighs> yeah. Nicole
3: Kidman and uh, Kristen Stewart. But
0: what what what, what I'm all what, what the most important. I think what's what we I need to I've been looking at that category especially. Is that the cons- what I call the safe five to make, and that's like the consensus, like the Coleman, Chastain, Kidman, you know, Gaga, or then like Cruise or whatever. There isn't a lot of Best Picture nominees in this lineup, and it's been a very long time since a acting field has had zero Best Picture nominees. So either that convinces me that being the Ricardos is just number ten,
1: which yeah. Which mm-hmm. it could be, that would make me very happy. Which
0: would which would make my life easier in doing this, or I keep staring at Francis McDormand, and like you're Francis McDormand, why wouldn't you just pop into this thing at the last second? <laughs> and I have like nightmares daily about it. there's no shade right? to her, but I just, Waven.
4: Tragedy Macbeth is loved. Like we're seeing it. I think it's getting a picture. Killed, right? Yes, we so. are.
1: So it it makes perfect sense. Francis McDormand, one of our best actors, three time Oscar winner.
0: You, and you know what, Tragedy of Macbeth reminds me of. I, I it came to me like earlier today. Tragedy of Macbeth reminds me of Phantom Thread that year.
1: Ooh, where, them's fighting words. Where, like, it, <laughs> but like, I see what you're saying. When it, pop, when it
0: popped in on Oscar morning, we were like, oh, Best Picture. Oh, Leslie Manville. She's Leslie Manville. And I feel like Joel Cohen is, like, director. Like, he's going to get into director, too. And no one's really expecting it, so...
1: I was very pleased to see that Clayton moved Sean Hader, the director of CODA, into his top five for director, which I've been... saying for a while but i mean that is such a crazy competitive category i understand but for some reason people have really been watching coda a lot lately i'm seeing it all over social media it it is people are
0: like it's one of five movies that i know i feel in my heart have been seen the most yeah
1: yeah oh yeah finally yes (laughs) apple
4: fair them. they've done such a good job in getting that film out there and as you said getting people to see it i think
0: I, I think time period helped a lot, too. I mean, it's yes. been out since August. I think yeah. it right. gave enough time for people to catch up with it. But if it came out, like, in November or December, it got swallowed. Forget it would, it. It would yeah.
1: have been done. And it's it's such a good movie, so I couldn't be more thrilled.
0: Uh, by the way, I'm just going to assign Mike his favorite film of the year. Oh, yes. I just, I just think it's— Let's, this, let's hear it. Yeah. It's
1: Don't Look Up, right?
0: No, I think it's The French Dispatch of the Liberty, Kansas Evening Sun. That's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> I know you haven't seen it yet, but you should. And I just feel like it would be. Do you like Wes Anderson, Mike? Is that like your jam? Yeah, yeah, I do. <sighs> Especially early Wes
3: Anderson. Uh, not so Ooh, much like, more Ru- like
0: like Rushmore. Yeah, Wes like, Anderson.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's a good. I mean, that's a good Wes. Rushmore is still my favorite Wes Anderson. As a matter of fact, the first. Um, but uh, not yeah, the first I mean, <laughs> Bottle Rocket. Well,
0: that's right. That's right. You're right. Um,
1: Why do I know that when I'm not even a Wes Anderson? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The one thing, the elephant in the room, we haven't spoken about West Side Story and how I think that's coming apart at the seams a little bit.
1: It's such a bummer. Such a bummer.
0: Which worries me for Ariana DeBose. Not that she'll miss. I think she's still in, but that those winning chances. Uh, it depends on how. I th- I still think West Side's getting into picture. So it's just about how much, how many nominations does it get at the end of the day,
1: and how much are people seeing it?
0: Yeah, it's not widely yeah. seen.
4: It's the link, Prop people are having problems with that link. i right? heard that so much. I
1: did, I know. Yeah. I,
0: I have a story on it. Like, it literally is yeah. a thing. Like, people are... That's why I feel like only five... There are only five movies, I could say, with the accurate surety have been watched. And, w- and one of those five is not Belfast, and it's not Power of the Dog. King Richard? King Richard is one of them. King Richard, the- Gucci, Coda, Don't Look Up, and... I'll oh go what's the other one? King Richard. Oh, Dune. Dune.
1: Dune. Oh, of course, yeah. right.
0: Dune. Those are the five. They've, they've been seen by a good amount of people.
4: Dune has landed everywhere. Every it really Every single Guild Society, like, it has scored everywhere, which I think we've said, like, at the beginning of this season that it was going to get, like, double-digit nominations. Yeah.
0: Hello, Gravity Part 2. Yep.
4: It is <laughs> on track for that. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if, Denny just comes along and gets. All right. I don't know. I mean, he's, like I think set. he's
0: in, and I think there's a day that he yeah. You, you he got won. you got
3: you got Denny in there. Um. So so I was gonna say, and and sort of on top of the the Dune conversation, because I do think that helps. So so I'm coming at this from the angle of what will make for the most interesting Oscar race that will actually uh, attract just your viewer your are your average yeah. fan like what how do we get people back to the oscars dune is one example uh but the other way to really get people back is spider-man and yep. clayton clayton <laughs> you've been sour on that but i think you know, like yeah. honestly they need spider-man in the 10 if save if you a want
1: spider-man yeah <laughs> Sp- spider-man
3: yeah. will help save the oscars this year so-
0: I am one that believes and maybe I'm in a minority here. I don't think it, it is a small part but not a big enough part. I don't think the makeup of nominees really gets people watching as much.
1: I'm with you, honestly. Because yeah, Black because
0: yeah. by that standard Black Panther year should have been the biggest ratings ever. And it and it really wasn't. I think I think I think one is about the show itself, but yeah, Spider-Man would help. But I, I first of all I just don't think it's happening. Have the
1: Spider Man host and then maybe I mean, yeah. you'll get the ratings you want. <laughs> yeah. But just nominating the film isn't gonna be enough. Yeah. Right. The,
0: right. The, the, be, the best bet to get people interested is original song. That is where yeah. you'll get people watching because if that if that turns into Jay Z, Beyonce, uh Billy Eilish. Billie. Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Sparks. Sparks. Ariana. Uh, Van, Van Morrison, Ariana Grande, Bono. Like, that is, people tune in for that. And they at that point, you center the entire show around original song. It is like the second. It's the Grammys. It's, it's, it's it, the, it, the it, Oscar it, Grammys. It becomes, it becomes the Oscar Grammys. It's the second to last category of the night, and you do it at the Hollywood Bowl in a concert format.
1: And then the Grammys can pick their favorite movie.
0: Of the year We switch off Why
1: not
0: We're in the upside down now
3: Uh,
1: Well I think we've already There's already been a misstep Because um, We don't talk about Bruno is not eligible For best song And that was Right Can they go
3: Can can they go back in time And change that Is it Let's change the
0: phrase It's not that it's ineligible It was not submitted Cause, Cause you have to submit by November 1st. And by that time, no one had seen Encanto. So they chose the emotional number, which in the last few years has been the traditional type of winner in original song.
1: Shout out to our freelancer, Courtney Howard, who I believe back in September saw it and said online, everyone's going to be talking about, we don't talk about Bruno. And no
0: one. She listened. spotted it. Yeah. Let love, love me, Courtney. Um, but actually, Mike, uh, uh, interesting uh, fact here, also I think is an animated feature, because that also can get people watching. Because I think it's going to yeah. skew very populous, because um, I don't think we're going to have a G-Kids movie this year for the first time. Maybe Wait, you Rhea. don't think
4: Bell gets in?
0: No. Like really? I, I think, again, it didn't make the Bath long list, and I think it's been really underseen. I think it's going to be like Encanto, Flea, Mitchells, Luca, those four definitely, and I think the last is Raya and The Last Dragon.
1: Oh, I do love Raya.
0: Yeah. So I think uh, you get, like, Mitchell's going to, you know, get people interested. I think you can do some cool stuff around that.
3: But, of course, it's it also comes down to host. And now's the time where I once again <laughs> remind you, the stars of Only Murders in the Building, Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez.
0: Come on. I have for no your, objections for to your that. For They're your right consideration. There. When do when do you, th- by the way, let's, prediction, when do you think they announce the host?
3: I mean it's got to be pretty soon because they obviously right? need time. I mean normally they've announced it uh you know before yeah. the holiday. So I
0: mean uh, in the- in theory like they the host maybe already knows you know that they're the host and they could start working on it. Not that it's that's what's happened cuz I think we all know for sure there's no decision yet. We reported that last week unless something happened really fast. In the last six days, I think it's just... Uh, I think they're still in the little state of flummox. We just know it's not The Rock, and it's not Kevin Hart. Oh. And it's likely not Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. So I think at this
3: point, I mean, as you start to run out of time, it almost has to be someone who's a polished host. Someone who is either a comedian who's hosted in the past. Like uh, Steve
1: Martin say? Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> perhaps, but, but someone who's able to sort of, like effortlessly jump in and, and do it because you, oh, you like, can, like, Martin, Martin like Martin Short, Short. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and, then, then, and also like then, some oh, wait, fresh then, new talent
0: Nate, and then yeah fresh new talent yeah like yeah. Selena Gomez yeah so someone who's
3: able to hop on stage grab a microphone and perform yeah like Selena Gomez uh, but yeah you do need someone like that who is able to slide in and manage a show like that Ooh, you can't slide get, into like, the
0: DMs with a lot of followers <laughs> on
3: Instagram right Mm-hmm cuz this is not the year to get someone who's not used to hosting something cuz they will would have already have been like
1: a veteran yeah. you're saying
3: practicing mm-hmm. yeah before which
0: which is why Tom Holland would not have been a good idea no i i i think the peop- i think the fact that a lot of people were asking for that shows how much people undervalue how hard that job is yeah. to host because like i wouldn't throw him up there even especially with Zendaya he hasn't to-
1: even hosted Saturday Night Live yet, which I feel used to be a barometer for them. You yeah. know, the year Anne Hathaway and James Franco hosted, I really think it had something to do with how well they did on SNL.
0: Oh, and and by the way, that's a perfect example of why Tom Holland and Zendaya shouldn't host because you see what happens. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't need that. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I I have to go. I'm so sorry. You have to go. Well, you have to go. We we're, we're, let's be done, then. Yes, I'm sorry. I I got it. I got an uh, a, an email from one of our uh, coworkers that I I need to to ooh. deal with. Yeah. I wish it was something exciting and and ooh worthy, but it is not.
3: <laughs> That's all right. We'll we'll end on this sort of anticlimactic
1: note. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> oh my god i'm the worst
4: (laughs) watch those movies that's all i plead with you It's like watch those movies over the weekend don't
1: rush that vote
0: happy voting oscars we appreciate that you'll do the right thing
1: yes and check out (laughs) check out Cyrano also now that it's finally making the rounds
0: and watch and watch uh yellow jackets we can just throw that on there too sure why not bye everyone Bye. bye see you next week After the break, Come On, Come On, director Mike Mills from Los Angeles. This is Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. And we're back. It's the Variety Award Circuit Podcast, and I'm Clayton Davis. If there's a film that screened last year in the mountains at the Telluride Film Festival and grew legs with attendees. It was Mike Mills's Come On, Come On, starring Joaquin Phoenix, Gabby Hoffman, and Woody Norman. The A24 feature debuted at the famous Chuck Jones Theater on the festival's opening day, which has also become a bit of a good luck charm since movies like Lady Bird in 2017 and the best picture winning Moonlight in 2016 played in that very same theater in that coveted spot. No one initially discussed Mills's follow-up to 20th Century Women, which earned him an original screenplay nomination after its release. But as the five-day festival continued, the black-and-white picturesque depiction on how we communicate with each other became a festival favorite. Mills' film is not going to appeal to everyone, but I'd be remiss if I didn't share that I think it's the best screenplay written in the last decade.
1: So should I call you like Papa or Dad or just Johnny?
5: You can call me... Whatever feels comfortable to you. Uh,
1: I I don't know. It's just I'm not used to
5: being able to choose. Maybe we can just take this process slowly, and 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 see how, see how it feels.
1: hmm Yeah. And I'm just really sorry that your children
5: died. Um. You know, I don't think I can do that part.
1: Yeah, I I told you, that's how me and mom do
5: it. If it makes sense for your mom to do that, that's cool, but it doesn't make sense for me, and that's what oh, I was why explaining doesn't to you. Why does it make sense for you? Because it's, it's ridiculous. Is it? It's sad. The question is, why do you want to do it? You are just terrible at this. Oh, man, I'm trying. Let me ask you a question. Why does everything have to be like this kind of weird, eccentric... Thing I that like you it. do yeah but why not just do something normal like what's everything normal? in your real life what's normal okay fine good point
0: come on come on now comfortably sits one spot behind walking Phoenix's most treasured work in the master from paul thomas anderson young woody norman is one of the greatest finds and it's difficult to not be enamored by his whimsical deliveries and touching beats Gabby Hoffman, who got her start as a child actor, holds the film firmly together while DP Robbie Ryan has fully arrived. And of all the multiple black and white films this year, including Belfast and Passing, it stands above the fray. Come On, Come On has not found success with the major Guild nominations this season, but I hope Oscar voters give it another look or a first. I recently spoke with director Mike Mills about the film, and we began by discussing how he had to pivot at the start of the pandemic to handle post-production on Come On, Come On.
2: It was a real huge adjustment to figure out how to edit remotely, because my editor couldn't be in the same room with me. He had to figure out Evercast. I was also being a Zoom parent Uh, for like 1230 every day to a third grader, you know? and Children are the worst, by the way. (laughs) They they really throw wrenches into the works. (laughs) Um, So... It was all just like, and we, luckily we finished our shoot part like under budget. So that wasn't a concern. Yep. And then all of a sudden there was no concern about time, really, because mm. who knows when any film's gonna come out. Didn't really need it to come out that fall yeah. anymore in 2020 because that was, didn't seem exciting and no one really, A24 luckily really wanted a theatrical release. Oh, yeah. so, um, so I edited and edited and edited and edited just for like 11-ish months. So it was this
0: the most time you've ever spent on any of your oh, films. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: yes. Is but that- it was in a weird thing because I come in 1230. It's remote. Mm-hmm. Some days we would just like go, Buch, this is too hard. Going home. Bye. You know? Yeah. And um, And also just the, you know, everyone. I had a very lucky, privileged path through the pandemic. But we all were. In a land of such unknown questions, right? It really felt like, and the world felt much bigger than my movie, mm-hmm. obviously, right? Yeah. And all the woes of the world felt much, much, much bigger. So I, I kind of felt like that, you know, that joke of the soldier that's left in the jungle that no one told the war's over, you know, is still fighting. I felt yeah, like, I'm yeah. that guy, you know. Uh, this is incredible. Looking
0: at that time that you spent on it and maybe that's why clayton davis feels it is your <laughs> best film you know oh, that's man, nice. might, 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 might be a part of that <laughs> um but d- d- i imagine there's like 40 versions of this like oh, yeah. that you kicked around the, i mean I, I, even a longer cut a shorter cut like how how, how did you find where you ultimately
2: landed Well, I think, I mean, all my edits are a little bit like that. Really? I I imagine, I think a lot of my friends' edits are like that. Like, you really go all around, and and there's many different shades to it. Um, I did find this film in particular, just in really micro ways, not big structural ways, but the same scene. Because of the super nuancy micro moves of, like, Joaquin and Woody and Gabby. It could be, you know, the same, you you keep the same lines in, different takes, and it's like, woof, now it means... Whatever, that's a completely different coloration, and then the three D or multiple Rubik's cubes that a film is. So you change the yellow sides on this side of the cube, and then that other scene, four scenes down, all of a sudden means something completely different. Uh Then you have to think about that, and so like a lot of that sort of meandering and iterations, and then of of course this had a documentary, actual real documentary stuff. Yeah. So that's like forty minutes of interview that you want to get like maybe a minute out of, right? And again a lot of iterations of like, oh, if they say this, it really changes the meaning of X, Y, and Z, and it's too much, and I have to show it to people before I really actually experience it and feel it, so I gotta go back to the edit. So It's a very long
0: process. So the the documentary parts of it, and for everyone who hasn't seen Come On, Come On, stop listening and go watch (laughs) it, please, Um, at a theater near you. Um, You are... There's a lot of interviews that Joaquin Phoenix's character does in the movie, and those are real interviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know that early on that you wanted to make those real, or did you want to? Uh, were you playing, kicking around the bucket to find
2: a few extra Woody Normans in the world? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It was it was part of the original conception. It was part of what made me feel like I could make a movie. Like mm-hmm. if I had, because I wanted, yes, all the intimacy of this kind of adult man to child relationship, super small, super macro scale. But then I wanted to contrast that or throw that up against this much larger scale of this kind of sea of young people perspectives on American society and future, right? And mm-hmm. uh, so that was, and I I love my films to have that like very personal, private, and then very large public political spectrum in yeah. them. So that, that was key. And um, yeah, so all those kids we interviewed are non-actors from the cities that they were in. And they, usually they came connected to a school that was very important to us, like a bog school in Detroit or Homer Plessy school in New Orleans and Molly Webster from, from radio lab, real radio journalist. She was played Joaquin's partner and did the interviews as well. Wow,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get a call to be in this movie. But, <laughs> I get I get, there was no place for me. <laughs> next uh, movie. Next, yeah, movie. No, yeah. next movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's let's look at your your career here and you're you know Four movies under your belt, but you, you've you been an artist you've worked uh, in a lot of you know a lot of music videos uh, video director uh, obviously a very renowned uh, writer and graphic designer How did you get inspired to go into this like what kind of kicked you
2: in the face and said go make movies go make movies? It was a slow Thing for me, I went to art school, like you said, and I studied with Hans Haka, is like a big conceptual artist guy, and we all became very pretentiously political. You know, right. at like the age of twenty, and thought we were quite revolutionary. And, and it was in the late 80s in the art world, New York City, especially. It was like very rarefied and moneyed and non-transparent and duplicitous. And we were all very critical of it. So a bunch of us were trying to find ways to get like into like the public sphere, get out, make art, but not in the art world. Mm-hmm. So I got into doing graphics, working a lot with bands. still doing some art stuff, but always trying to find a way to do was kind of more like visual activism or something and was cruising along doing that. I was doing slideshows for Tibor Kalman, so a very famous graphic designer. He did these amazing speeches, and I, wouldn't, I would help him make them. And, and the slideshows were like these three carousel slideshows. It sounds like we rode in on a horse. No, it's very <laughs> ancient technology, but it was, it was kind of filmmaking. And then I saw, well, I lived in the same neighborhood as Jim Jarmusch and I'd see him all the time. Mm. And I swear to God, just being unemployed and feeling like you're in a Jim Jarmusch room and seeing him all the time kind of made filmmaking closer. Really? Because it felt very far off, right? And then I saw Errol Morris's Thin Blue Line. Mm. And I remember being in the theater, Upper West Side, and I was like, "Uh, I could do that, Mm. you know? So I thought I was going to be doing more kind of documentary stuff, sort yeah. of experimental documentary stuff. And then I just started bugging everyone I know to let me do a video for them, like all the bands yeah. like for free. And it took like a year for someone to <laughs> say yes. <laughs> right. And I was lucky to have friends um, like Lance Accord, who was Spike Jones's DP at the yeah. time and, and then Spike. And it's kind of skater mafia helped me get into filmmaking. Oh,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. Um, You know, you grew up, uh, where where did
2: you, you grew up in California, right? You're like in Cali, born in Bay area, born in Berkeley. Okay. And then, uh, moved to Santa Barbara when I was like four or five and grew up in Santa Barbara, going to LA all the time for like skate contests and punk shows. (laughs) So like LA was kind of like the cultural destination at the time.
0: When, uh, you look at yourself as a writer and director, what were you first? Like what? What do you feel that that kinship
2: towards? Well, that's, that's interesting because so I really got into it doing music videos mm-hmm. and kind of under the, in the shadow of like Michelle Gondry, Spike Jones, people like that, or those are the people that I admired yeah. and they tell stories in their videos or they have like at least like a Rube Goldberg kind of situation mm-hmm. going on. So it's not like a collage, it's some sort of linear idea being expressed mm-hmm. through time. Yeah, And that's what really, I love that. And that was like the high mark for me. Um, and so when you do videos, you do treatment and treatments like writing, you know, and it's sort of like an writing idea contest who gets the video, you know, especially if you're competing against like Spike and Michelle and people Mm -hmm. like that. So for me, let's not call it writing. Let's call it ideation (laughs) 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 or idea making. Right. Mm. To me, that's totally interwoven with filmmaking. Choosing what you shoot to me is as important as what you shoot. Mm. Choosing what you shoot is writing to me. I don't. I was in high school and college. I went to art school. Like I, I, I sucked at writing. I, I yeah. like words and all that, like not my it scared. Not me. Your forte. Yeah, <laughs> you know, distant and scary. So it was a long process of learning to write, I had to say. It didn't come naturally. I still feel kind of like, I'm a what? I'm a writer, really? Yeah. You know. But I love it. And yeah. It's the thing I feel most proud of, I'll really? say. Yeah, it's the hardest thing I do. Yeah, and I think it's vastly underappreciated in the film world. Writers should get way more credit and way more power. And <laughs>
0: I, I think people think it's easier than what it's. You're in a room on a on a you know, typewriter. Maybe we're gonna throw, we're gonna throw ourselves back, but they probably think you're just like in a room, like just conceptualizing. Don't know like it is a process. Uh, that many years, so
2: difficult, depression triggering, well, <laughs> long ass doubt torture. It's like when when Luke has to go into the cave and deal with his projection of Darth. That's mm-hmm. what writing is. Really? Yeah, or at least oh, partly. I, it's the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. And I sure. can feel,
0: as a journalist, I feel like I, like, <laughs> and putting it out there for people to give their opinion about it has got to be the most terrifying Yeah.
2: I'm aspect. sure, I know, like, my partner, Miranda July, might disagree. Like, I think she really enjoys writing. Yeah. And, and, and like being in this internal. She's very good at it, by the she's way. She's very yeah, good yeah, at yeah. it, right. I uh, learned a lot from her. But, yeah. um, uh, I think like being in that internal place where you're sort of dancing with your unconscious and all that, that's like a very, very rich, comfortable place. Mm. Um, not it's increasingly so for me, but to, I'd be lying if I said that's my happy zone. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's the most important zone maybe, but directing for me, like I become like this most happy version of myself. i become like this Roman hugging, sweet, yeah. generous, excited man who never gets sick and never has a worry. Yeah, <laughs> Like it's, it's like very exciting and, and lovely. And I love people and I love actors and I love sets and I love cinematography. So like, I'm like, all in it. A pig and what pigs like to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Crap. We can say shit. Oh, okay, we cool. can say shit. We can uh, curse here bye. today.
0: Um, you know, it's funny. I didn't think about it till right now. Like, so I, I as a, a guy who loves film, I often do this. I bulk people together, like a group of. Cinematic figures and Mm -hmm. I think of like uh, Albert Finney Richard Burton Mm -hmm. like those guys Mm and they kind of bulk together Uh And they feel like that right and then there's like the 90s movie stars of like Tom Cruise Mm -hmm. Will Smith They're like they they, they're bulk together Mm -hmm. And I and I just figured out I was like wait Mike Mills Michelle Gandhi spike like you guys are that core group of like You described it beautifully, you know, it's, it's not abstract. It's a linear idea, you know for me and it's funny. I think I told you this uh, in q and A Q&A we did uh, a few weeks back. You know, I, I found this to be the best script written since Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless oh, Mind, yeah. which is Michelle Gondry. So maybe yeah. you guys Charlie are, Kaufman and yeah, Michelle yeah. Charlie yeah. Right, and Pierre was Bismuth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they won the Oscar for it. Yeah. And it, and it, and it is a it's a beautiful uh, script. And you guys are like soulfully connected, cinematically mm. that way.
2: Um, well, was that on purpose or like? Uh, no, and I think, it's, I think if Michelle Gondres asked me, he'd be like, "I Mike Mills is not in my pool. <laughs> 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 Maybe Mike Mills tried to copy me, but he's not yeah. in my pool. Um, and and he's right. He he, he was ahead. You know." Mm-hmm. And and as with Spike. So like I came after them. I came years yeah. after them and and they were great models for me. And they did like so much more work in that space. Mm. You know? I feel like I've sort of made up for myself in the future space. <laughs> but in that space, like they crushed it and they broke down so many walls and they did so much like amazing work. And they were really great friends. Yeah. And I'm I'm good friends with Spike and I know Michelle a little bit, but they were they would like play games together in the weekends. Yeah. you know? <laughs> like filmmaking games. They would.
0: And but you guys are in the same I'm gonna put you guys in the same box. Bucket, you guys, you guys exist in the same bucket. You don't have to know each other, but you guys are like. Think, there are at least, least one of these guys is, doesn't want me in the yeah, bucket. Yeah, that's, but that's a, cool. Yeah, that's fine. They're lucky to. <laughs> it's add a to compliment. Yeah. <laughs> um I want to talk about Walking Phoenix. uh You may know him; he's the greatest living actor right <laughs> now. Uh, it's what I have said. Like he's he is incredible. And again, like
2: I, that's like kryptonite to him when it's, people it's, say I, that. I know. Yeah. I know, and
0: it it is. So it was so difficult for me to say coming out of, come on, come on. I was like, I think that's the best thing he's ever done. And mm-hmm. that is like, he, you've seen the master, you've seen, mm-hmm. you know, uh, walk the line and, and gladiator. he's one of our great actors, but he has this, uh, figure, uh, this, uh, this entity is spiritual, like, uh, morphism, I guess in, uh, in the public eye of like, just like he would never do something like this. Like he uh-huh, would never uh-huh. be a sweet guy. Uh-huh. And he's like the sweetest thing we've ever seen him portray uh-huh. on film. Uh-huh.
2: How did you get that out of him? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, gosh, so many things unpack there. Um, um, for sure, by never ever thinking or projecting or even getting close to this idea that he's the greatest, whatever you call it, yeah, the greatest great actor. Living like, actor. Like, <laughs> all that stuff has got to get really far away because yeah. that makes me nervous. It yeah. makes him nervous, you know? Yeah. So, and that's not what it's like when you're, when you're working together. He's just a really hardworking person, first yeah. of all. Yeah, for sure. Incredibly smart about story, about life, about just emotional intelligence and complexity of humans, incredibly sharp read of someone. Mm -hmm. Like both he and I'll be around someone and I'll like months later go, oh my God, Joaquin, that person is X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. And Joaquin's like, duh Mills. Like I saw that like so long ago. And I, I love that. Like he's very, very deeply perceptive. And incredibly funny. Like this is a person who like just loves to laugh and yeah. like really funny. I don't know if everyone knows all that. That's the person I hung out with. That's like a very easy, fun person to hang out with. Yeah. You know, and and to be like a uh, my number one sort of playmate, comrade, collaborator. Not just about his stuff, just the whole film. I'm lost in the edit. Ah, oh, Joaquin, what's happening? You know, and you you know Mills, it's gonna work out. Like he he could help or or give like really good credit critical um, perspective yeah. or we could worry about similar things together. So that's the person I met. And maybe it's because I was trying to meet that person and no one else. Mm-hmm. I was trying to talk to that person and no one else. Yeah. And that person is sort of soft and just whatever, a human on yeah. planet earth, right? Yeah. So that's how I'm trying to appeal to. And, and, and that's what came. And so I don't have like a big... There's no tricks. There's no anything. Maybe it's like my demeanor helps that demeanor come out or something. Yeah. Um. But um. And I think Joaquin Joaquin is an incredibly smart, multiple layered person who will always be surprising. So if this role seems surprising, it's, he would. That's the kind of like surprising. Yes, me set yeah. up. Yes. Yeah. You know, right? That's that's. I think he he's interested in that. Cool. Yeah. Um, He's not going to do the Joker twice oh, yeah. in a row, right? Yeah. Well, not definitely not. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't expect any anything less. Uh, not that I've anything. seen it. I couldn't yeah. even watch that movie. <laughs> really? Because not because we were. Agita. <laughs> we were working as it was coming out and I was like, this is too big of a former lover to deal with. I'm just going to deny you exist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then he won an Academy Award for it, and then you're yeah, like, God gotta damn got to deny and all of that. Like, that no, no. None of that happens. So that's fine. He's, that. I don't he's even still, know what you're talking about. He's still yeah. three-time Academy Award winner. I don't even oh, three, know what you're talking three, about. Three-time Academy Award nominee. He has not won yet yeah. in, in this world of Mike Mills. I like that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this little British child you yes. found, yeah. Woody Norman. Yeah. Uh, he's a talent.
2: Yes. I think— um, And has luxurious hair. Amazing hair.
0: Like— yeah. Incredible. I I don't like him for it. <laughs> I've, really,
2: I've been really upset I about more, it. I have more reason to be upset. If <laughs> I can handle it, you can handle it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, Woody's British. Anyone who's seen the film, he was 10, when, 10 to 11 when we shot the film. Um, I had a really interesting night in Savannah with you. Yeah. And Elle Fanning was there. And I talked to Elle right afterwards at that party. Yeah. And we're talking, you know, Elle has obviously had a long career as a child actor. I think started at like age three or something, mm-hmm. right? And Elle had this great insight. Um, I was like, you know, everyone thinks Woody's like a kid or a child actor. And it's like, it's kind of not how it was. Everyone's asking me, how did you do it mm-hmm. with this kid? It's really not how it was, you yeah. know? And she's like, right. I, I always felt really reduced when people call me a child actor as if what the work I was doing was different than the work of the adults. Mm-hmm. When I don't feel like it was at all. Or if I did something good, it was like, it was a savant situation because like a child couldn't like work and make something happen. Yeah. So here's Woody doing an accent loves acting, has a deep talent as an actor, and it's just kind of all about it, right? It's like an athlete who's like really good at something. So that's who you're meeting. And, and like a very wise, um, centered person, you know, like who knows their authentic situation and knows not to like try to fake it, mm. like deeply. And I think a lot of that comes from his family. His mom, Vonda, was like a real integral part of our film family. Um, but what do you like? I just had to look at, um, uh, making of a scene thing
0: mm-hmm.
2: and he cries in the scene, very like non-performative cry. It's like, he made himself cry, yeah. you know, eight, nine takes on the same line. He's crying and each crying is like a little difference because he made himself cry. So it's, it's like, and, and, and kids often when they cry, they want to hide it. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's swallowing his cry. Even he's not like showing it to you. Yeah. So there you go. Like, it's like, that's the kind of person we were dealing with and also so funny and like can totally keep up with Joaquin. Like Joaquin, mm-hmm. we are joking, we we're like doing something and, and Joaquin sits, you know, just joking around and like, I hate myself. And Woody said, I would too. It's like, without like losing. <laughs> just came right off. Yeah. And that's how they were together constantly. And I think that that generated a lot of just enjoyment and connection between those two. Can't
0: wait for the Woody Norman script. It's gonna, it's gonna be brilliant. <laughs> oh, he's, too. he's on his way to being a director
2: for sure. Oh, he's he's that he's super intelligent and like doesn't just he thinks big. So I, I think that I wouldn't surprise me at all. He must be stopped. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Gabby Hoffman. Ah. Uh, another, another, you know, quote unquote. Was a child actor yeah, and Joaquin. Uh, oh yeah, and Joaquin. Yeah, I, like I, uh, Joaquin thinks about that all the time. Like Joaquin. Pa- parenthood is. <laughs> like, it was my, for, the first time I ever saw Joaquin Phoenix. He yeah, was leaf Phoenix at the time. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so, but, and
2: that was that was important. I that was really important on the set. Really, I think so. Um, and th- th- also Joaquin and Gabby, very kind, grounded, present people who are really aware of like power dynamics yeah. and inequities right very alive to that and just really straight up cool people so the set was really nice and they but they had like extra extra ability to understand what Woody is going through mm. I felt yeah, and, and we're really just awesome with yeah. Woody that was awesome. but also Woody was so awesome it's not like he had to do <laughs> anything yeah. you know it's just like just try to keep their up. job
0: was really easy is what yeah, you're saying yeah, yeah.
2: but Gabby I, I adore Gabby I, I loved her and like trans, transparent I loved her in girls I loved her in the what's the mystic fairy film with Michael Sarah. it's called it has uh, a I'll crazy the, title yeah
0: uh, i come so I so
2: surprising what she's doing. It doesn't feel like acting. It feels like more subversive than acting, but it's like totally alive, real, authentic, on point, telling a story. Um and obviously she's an amazing actor, but yeah. I feel like she's like so cliche avoidant, <laughs> cliche allergic. That's what keeps it really electric. And Crystal Fairy and the magical cactus. There you go. There you go. Why can I never remember yeah. such a memorable yeah. <laughs> Um so I didn't know her before. Yeah. And then I also had this idea, just I often like Christopher Plummer and E.M. McGregor, I put their pictures together and just had sort of like a Pisces feeling, Really, <laughs> let's call it. It's just, like an intuitive feeling, like eh, like there's a familial vibe there. Father, just, son. And there's like a, almost like a, it's like I'm directing on some sort of epigenetic wavelength. Like I just believe like, cause they look kind of similar. So yeah. like there's going to be something. Yeah. Same thing with Gabby and uh, Joaquin. And sure enough, Man, when those two are together, they're either laughing so hard or, like, bickering so hard Uh in a very funny, playful way. Um, It's very sibling familiar. Between the two of them,
0: yeah. Oh, God. That's got to be great uh, to to watch them go. Yeah. Um, Robbie Ryan. Yeah. It's a gorgeous movie. Like, Robbie's... He's a dangerous cinematographer, that Robbie. Yeah. Uh, Did you always know it was going to be in black and white? And how did Robbie like help you find the aesthetics of this?
2: I always wanted it in black and white. That's how I saw it from the beginning. I've always wanted to make a black and white movie. And I I feel like I finally had a good enough reason Mm -hmm. or or whatever. I'm in my 50s. Mm -hmm. Let's do it, you know? Um, So that came before Robbie. You know, with Robbie, I like to use a lot of natural light. I like to have it be like very uh naturalistic and not overwrought and and like while something very considered and rigorous is going on and wants to feel kind of like boop it just happened mm-hmm. right so you think of Robbie from like and locher Andrew Arnold and all that world, right? Uh, but I saw the favorite and I was like, ooh, it's also like this classicism or like this like not not the 17 millimeter lens part, but yeah. like just some of the framings of those like medium close ups. It's like, oh yeah. and with the natural light coming through that window, you can that's my vibe, you know? Yeah. What I didn't realize, which is really epic, and, and all the filmmakers out there will know this, there's nothing harder than doing a whole bunch of nighttime interiors, because mm-hmm. you have to construct the whole world. And we have child labor laws going on, so we're like day for nighting all of our night interiors, uh, yeah. uh, which not doesn't really make a difference. But so day after day, he has to create these situations where it doesn't feel made, yet it completely is, and we are trafficking in this kind of classic quality at times. We yeah. did want to have like an iconic, almost Casablanca e vibe mm. at times, you know? So a lot of those clean singles and the coverage is like two clean singles. It's very old in a way. Um, Robbie can make that lighting just feel totally iconic, so gorgeous. Like the faces and the close ups, it's like, yeah. to me, it's like quite strong. And Robbie's big thing was just like, it has to have real black. You can't like wimp out if you're doing black and white. You gotta go for real black. Yeah. I love Gordon Willis. Gordon Willis is my hero, my my unconsensual godfather of filmmaking. And and so I felt like the three of us were in cahoots. Really? Yeah. That's
0: awesome. Uh looking at your past filmography, you know, that has included uh thumbsucker beginners and twentieth century women, looking at this, do you Feel like because there were so kind of obviously they're sort of gapped apart, but there's been like a five, six year span in between. Uh, do you feel like you can go to your next one pretty quickly after this, or do you think it'll be that same type of wait?
2: All those ones, I went to my next one right away. It just really? It long to six And more. different reasons. Like beginners took like two or three years to get financed and to get cast, right? Mm. Uh, 20th, I had this script going, but then when we had our kid right in the middle and then that kind of changed my life and dealing with babies, you know, yep. and then going back to writing, I was kind of, I was a different human, right? Yeah. So that took like two or three years to write, you know, and then, and then they always take like, you know, it's like a, pretty much like a year if between prep shooting and editing, right. And then like a year and a half if you include all the posts. Mm. So it adds up really fast, oh, yeah. at least for me. Yeah. Um, I would love to make a film like every three years would be rad. Yeah, I want to make more, but also me and my therapist have been talking. Uh-huh. The world has enough films. It's gonna be okay, yeah. everyone. It's kind of like capitalism to go like, why aren't there more films for my girls? Um, and there's enough films from dudes out in the world. We're okay. Good things come to those who wait. We're, we're, like, <laughs> I got to live a life to be able to like, write about the life to make yeah, a film. See what it is. Yeah, let's um, do, you, do you know what
0: you would take on next? Do you know,
2: like... I have an inkling, but it's too, nothing too, shareable. Too, too early. And I really believe in Fellini's thing of like, you're courting this sort of like spiritual ghost for yeah. a long time. And if you try to grab at it, it's going to fly away, you know? Mm. But I have some notions of... And I'm trying. I sit and... Just kind of freestyle for a few hours a day. And that's how all these things start. And then like you kind of start to feel these patterns or like a few solid objects like rise up, you know?
0: Uh listen, I, I know this part is gonna make you I, I think I know you a little bit. I know it uh, make you a little nervous, but uh, I'm just gonna put it out there. Theater scream and a door you, slam. you are you are you are yeah. speaking to the film awards editor at Variety. Oh, and that's uh, what you are. That's, that's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> so I was the janitor like around a nice here. How yeah. did you
2: get involved in awards? Yeah,
0: we us get you out of this. I, I love I love what they represent I know I believe what walking and many uh, I'm sure you believe the same thing that competition between art is, is silly. In theory, I, I, mm-hmm. I enjoy the celebration and it's not always mm-hmm. about what gets nominated. It's about what doesn't. And I'm, I love the conversation that surrounds that. Sure. Sure. So beginners mm. you got christopher Plummer, his oscar he, he got
2: his oscar yeah
0: your part you gave him the machine to get his oscar which is one of our favorite wins mm. uh you got an oscar nomination your first for 20th century women mm-hmm. and there's a lot of good word around this that could lead to a lot of major attention mm. what are your thoughts surrounding
2: i'm gonna call my therapist yeah <laughs> <laughs> um what are my thoughts? Well, the big, okay. And, the, and I know you don't set out to do this. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, here's my total honest answer. Um, it's not like I'm above all that attention or wanting to be lauded and praised yeah. and awarded, of course. Like, that's all rad. And yeah. I'm in the academy. There's so many of my friends and all that, right? It's not like I'm better or it's different and all that. But all that all just makes you crazy. It's it's so out of your control and so many amazing things and people don't get awarded. And so many things I don't really find that amazing do get awarded, and right? I think everyone has a kind of similar vibe on that. So it's like, and to be honest, like if I got into the Criterion collection, I'd be like, that is solid. Yes. That is solid company. I that's mean Criterion. So much are you to listening? Me. Criterion. It has helped me 18. so much all through the years. My my shelves are filled with Criterion. Mine is like I would love to get into that school, right? That would that would be meaningful for me forever. Of course, like getting nominated and all that, going there, it's it's a ride. Yeah. You know, it's a it's an adrenaline ride. So I'm not putting it down, but it's just like it's too crazy making to look at for me. And the things that are really meaningful, like last night, me and Joaquin went to the theater and met the people that we've been talking about and thinking about, these strangers in this dark room for years. Shook some hands, looked some people in the eye, gave some hugs. Bam, that is it. You know, that is really it. The real, the real, and then let's get down. That sounds kind of like too romantic. Here's a brass tacks if someone lets me make another film, that's my Oscar. That's my deal. Mm. My films, I don't take them for granted at all. They're not easy for me to write they're not easy really to get financed and all that Yeah. so so that's that's the real deal all this other stuff i i do find it really strange to compete films against each other it's yeah. it's it's like competing animals against each other yeah. it's like a lemur does something so different than a horse why why put them in the same race yeah. um it's it's it is obviously a great way to just create attention to to be in community yeah. you know that's all rad. Like on 20th year, um, it was the same year as Moonlight and we're, me and Barry's films are both at A24. Mm-hmm. So just getting to spend a lot of time with the whole Moonlight family, like yeah. that whole group of people, that was great. That was really fun. That's like maybe what my heart remembers most. Yeah. Not like sitting in that chair that night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, and that's, that is super privilege, right? To get to hang with this super talented, amazing people. And I guess that's what that whole race got me, you know, but like, that's the thing I can hold on to and like yeah. take home with me.
0: That, that's awesome. I, I'm glad to see a 24 is a good, good cookie to hang <laughs> with. Um, all right. My last thing is just, I, I do like little fun stuff again, taking your films out of it, but you've worked with some great actors. Uh, so I just want to. I'm gonna say their names. I just want you to say the first performance that comes to your head. That oh man, think might be like that. Okay,
2: I'm not good at like uh, film
0: quizzes, but uh, okay, I'm gonna. No, no, try. no, just say. Well, what do you think of when I when I say this? You McGregor. Well, my movie. I, uh, <laughs>
2: besides your movies, yeah. What, what, what do you? What, what's um, like the quintessential? You McGregor. Well, before? I love him in Moulin Rouge, and I've heard oh. so many stories from him about Moulin Rouge. Yeah. I can't disassociate, and it's that's my it's good ahead. time. Uh, I love him in Big Fish. Mm. Uh, obviously, train-spotting. Um yeah. Good, awesome. Is that good? Yeah, it's good. Okay. And that Benning. Oh man. Um uh Being Julia, is that what it's called? Yeah. That's that's that was a movie that made me want to, you know, feel like she could totally nail this really? uh for her 20th. Cool. So I love I love that a lot. And it's not like talked about a lot. Um and then um Valmont. Yeah. I, I actually never seen that. Oh, I love that. And again, though it's it is corrupted by I love Milos Forman, big mm-hmm. influence yeah, on yeah, me. Yeah. And so hearing her stories about him, it's all kind of wound up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you mentioned Bugsy. There's some killer lines from her to yeah. Warren in that movie that I, oh, yeah. delicious! She's, like ask, just like what a what an intense, rad, sharp mind and soul. My 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 first uh my first
0: Annette Benny movie that I ever watched was um. American president. I don't, uh-huh. So I usually like comes to mind first, uh-huh. just because that's like the first one I saw. Yeah. But I usually go with uh, Bugsy or Grifters.
2: Oh yeah, Grifters. Yeah, but Grifters. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's great in Grifters. Yeah. Um, Billy Crudup. Oh well, uh, Jesus' son. Oh yes. Such a good movie, yeah. and he is just bonkers in it. And I've always loved him from that. You know. Um, awesome! I, that it can't really say enough about how powerful and 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 great that movie is to me. Uh, the filmmaking, the performances, the writing, just the totally strangeness mm-hmm. of it, and don't know where it's going next. And um, Samantha Morton and Billy Crudup in that film—what a magic performance! That's the kind of performance I I hunt for or admire the most. Cool. Um, Almost famous, the his whole. <laughs> what are the game, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. Yeah. And, um, it's awesome. Yeah, um, I, and again, I love him in my movie. <laughs> I,
5: he, he's, they're all good. I love either. him.
2: Yeah, yeah I so love good. him in that in 20th. He's such a you know. It's like those, those kinds of roles are really undervalued, mm-hmm. and they're so easily cut down. If you cut a little bit of a role like that, it feels like it's really cut. But like, God, he um, nails it. Can't imagine anyone else doing that. Yeah. No, not. Old. This
0: person, you're super talented. Yeah. Uh, last three, uh, Greta Gerwig. Aww. Um who should have gotten an Oscar nomination for 20th Century Women, as well as, well as Annette <laughs> Bening. So this is this is like awards therapy. Very, that's very, I was very is. much in the camp that year. I was really upset about it. It oh, was a pretty nice. bad time.
2: That's nice. Um, Greta, I love Francis Ha. I thought that was an epic performance. Yep. I really love. My that discovery movie. Of,
0: Gre- of Greta Gerwig's first Greta Gerwig movie I ever saw.
2: Oh really? Yeah. Um, Which is
0: late to the game. But.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I I love that performance. And again, similar kind of uh, space. And Mickey Sumner in that film uh, and yeah. them two together, I thought um, um, just really great work, really subtle. And Noah's filmmaking, like all the plot points and all the things you should be focusing on are always like pushed in the background. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I found that really sophisticated.
0: Awesome.
2: Uh, Christopher Plummer. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, how can you not talk about Sound of Music, which he would hate yeah. for me to talk about. Um, but I'm going to do it anyways, just for the sheer iconicness. And now I'm a dad with so many kids around me who like love that movie, yeah, yeah. including Gabby's kids. Gabby's kids just have that movie that's, like, really? memorized. That's like their movie. <laughs> so um, just for a sheer, just to recognize the difficulties of being an actor, mm-hmm. how you can do something so iconic and not like it. Right. Like in that your job, your creation is out of your control. So yep. let's give props and sympathy to that plight. Right. Yep. Um, and then also to do something that becomes so iconic for so long. Um, even again when you don't want it to. Yeah. It's kind of like life's rich pageant right there, right? Like you're so out of control of everything. <laughs> and it, the archness of that movie is pretty like like drag mm-hmm. right it has all the subversive power of yeah. drag to me <laughs> <It> does <laughs>
0: I never thought about that way? Yes, I, I, mean, I totally like, do. Like, never... I love RuPaul. Yeah, I
2: fucking love RuPaul. Uh-huh. And to me, it's like Christopher Plummer and RuPaul in that movie could like get along. Oh my god, yeah. And, yeah. and when you see in that, light, I find it like pretty exquisite. I pretty can't punk. unsee
0: it. Oh god, it actually really worked.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: They're both uh, fierce. Yeah. yeah. My plumber go-to, by the way, is uh, The Insider.
2: Like, yeah, yeah, I love, that's I, true.
0: I love him in that. Yeah, he's great. Last one. Mm. He's your star, walking mm. Phoenix. I like which I'll, movie I'll, I'll, of his? Yeah, I won't tell him what you said. We'll keep we'll keep it secret. Well, you know, I'm Joaquin thinking. listens to
2: this every week. Every yeah, <laughs> He's he runs to listen <laughs> to oh, this. I mean, that was funny. Yeah. That was really funny yeah. imagining that. Yeah. Um, um, well, okay, that's hard because there's so many amazing things. So a few a few people have said this to me. Ah, that's my favorite thing of his. I'm wondering if they're just feeling like, oh, that's the most relatable thing of his. Okay, and it's you know what I mean. Um. The performance of his in my film. Oh, yeah. But, um, okay, the master, that weirdness and the yeah. physicality and the weird kind of hypnosis scenes, whatever those are called, and just his physicalization when he's the cam- when mm-hmm. he's the camera guy, whatever you call it, um, that scene where he's running across the field, um, all that is quite epic. Yeah. Um, what's that crazy movie um, he did with Marion Cotillard? The immigrant, yeah, immigrant. Yeah, he's good enough. um like what a like what do you call that like a crucible kind of thing It's like this fire burning on the inside that yeah. like you don't see a lot of I love it reminds me of like the samurai, you know yeah. it was a similar kind of performance to me, which which I really love um, um what else? I did love him and her. You know, seeing that side of him. and oh, seeing, Spike, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and, and um, there's a lot of dexterity there. And like Joaquin would tell you, like the kind of acting he does in my movie, that's kind of naturalistic, softer, not not having like a big, crazy, transformative physicalization. Mm-hmm. Is actually the hardest, most revealing, most dangerous kind of acting to Ooh, do. Okay. You know, like for him, like he, he kind of hates it in certain ways. So, like naturalism with quotes around the naturalism. Yeah. And how do you get out of the quotes and into something that's actually just real yeah. and felt? is the like one of the dicier things. And I think he did it really well in that movie. It's good. Master was my
0: original number one and now it's been toppled, I think.
2: Oh. Yeah. I, w- I won't cement it. I won't laminate I won't laminate <laughs> well, the they're part. different. They're different. They're, they're different. That's what's beautiful. Right. Yeah, I mean it's know, amazing that he did both those things. things he is. That's what um but that thing is such wild vulnerability, that character in the master. Like when he's laying in the bed at the end with a woman, you know? It's like, how do you do that? Yeah. You know?
0: and him and Phil were just like Yeah. Well, Michael Quincy Mills, I'm just I'm a middle, <laughs> middle, I'm a middle name yet right now.
2: Thank you so much for taking the it's time. Chadbourne, if yeah. you must know. <laughs> is it Chadmore? It is. Is it really? I just get beat up for that. I don't know why I'm saying this on the but radio. It is I kind of felt like it it's was like going the ultimate sp- white boy yeah. name, Michael Chadbourne Mills. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Well, at least I'm
0: acknowledging my I situation. Know. That's Mike Mills, director of the feature Come on, come on, now in theaters. And that's it for this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Drew Griffith edited this episode and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head to variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest Oscar predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Jazz Tanke, Janelle Riley, and Michael Schneider, I'm Clayton Davis, and we'll see you on the circuit.